Every day you're moving? Yeah, go for it. Put your hand up. Don't let me intimidate you. I'm just testing you out. How confident are you with your answer? Which means how much are you owning yourself today? Do you move, move well every day? Yeah, let's put your hand up. And how many of you move average every day? So well means very good. Average. No, move. Move. And how many of you don't move at all? Okay. Okay, great. So now, with the same question, we have different answers, we have different perceptions, different beliefs, right? So I'm going to first say moving well in my dictionary or overall means moving three hours a day. So how many of you move three hours a day? Okay. So you say average would be two hours a day. How many of you move two hours a day? Okay. And basic would be one hour a day. So how many of you move one hour a day? Okay, so beautiful. So there's two, there's two things over here. One is we have to understand that movement needs to be done three hours a day for us to be in some form of balance. Now, if you're not at the three hour mark, don't stress. Because if you stress about it, you're gonna create more stress, right? But what I need you to take from here is if you're not moving three hours a day, what you put in is what you get. So if you're not feeling balanced, mentally, if your hormones are not kicking in properly, it's because you're not moving enough. Right? Now I understand the environment over here is a bit harsh in terms of the sun doesn't come out. It's very difficult to motivate yourself when the sun's not out. But that's what you need to do. You need to move for three hours in that day. When you talk about moving, do you, what, like, what kind of movement are we talking Yoga, about? Yoga, exercise, time for yourself, walking, running. So Just any, any movement, movement, yeah. But also walking in the office to the printer yeah, I mean, and back. that's the least that you can do, yeah. you know. So there is an ideal state to be in and there is a necessity to be in. So without stressing ourselves too much about, oh my God, I don't move three hours a day, I can't do this anymore. Don't leave the session saying, oh my God, I'm stressed. <laughs> Rather, what I need you to take on board is say, okay, where I am is because I'm not moving three hours. Wow. Congratulate your body. Like, amazing. How come we are still alive when we abuse our bodies every day? That's the question I put to you. Right? Everyone agrees to that? We are abusing our bodies every day. We wake up straight on the screen. Eyes are getting tired. Headaches might come in. Body heats up. So in yoga, in Ayurveda, they say the main cause of any disease is the heat in the body. So your eyes, when it's on the screen, gets a lot of heat because of the waves then the food that we eat, we have coffee in the morning which is very acidic and heaty. Then we eat eggs which is again very heaty. Then we have meat which is again very heaty. So where's all the heat gonna go? Right? Now which brings us to the second point. What is the right food to eat and what is not the right food to eat? So let's start with somebody who knows what the right food is. So we are all individuals. So what's right for you is right for you. Perfect. Perfect. He's not part of my team. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> and that's exactly where it needs to be because we open up a magazine. So much protein, so much fat, so much carbohydrate. How about just thinking about how we eat the food? First, have love, have intention, chew the food properly. Where does digestion start? In the mouth. So food should be literally a mashed and liquid as you swallow it. They say, swallow, uh, drink the food, which means it should become like water. So how about we focus on things that matter, which is how to eat our food rather than what we should eat. Because if you stop eating non-veg, which is meat, fish, chicken, you will have a problem because you've grown up with that. If you become vegan all of a sudden, you're not doing any good for yourself. If you start eating raw food, you're going to have more problems. 
because raw food is very heavy to digest. Yes, of course, once in a way you can eat raw food, you can become vegan for one, two days, no problem. But as a lifestyle, if you're going to follow what the magazines tell you and what internet tells you, ask me for trouble. So find what works for you. Now, how do you find what works for you? How do you know how much to move? How do you know how much to eat? How do you know how much to sleep? How do you find these answers? Age. Age, age yes. Well, what does age translate to? Experience. Mm. What does experience mean? Understanding yourself. Mm. And how do you understand yourself? Yeah. Through practice. Let me put it this way. It's taken you so many years after when you were a child, you were happy, you were young, you were running around, you were doing back bends, you were doing flips. It took you so many years to practice not to do that. So how about start to practice being a child again? Right? I mean, look at children. They play, they have fun, they laugh. They get the best happiness when they do simple things. So how about we start looking at our relationship with ourselves from a point of view of who we were. Then we had work stress, so we became stress, 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 stress. And then we've come here where stress hasn't helped us. What do you think about this conversation? Now, it's not going to be easy for us to leave this conversation saying, wow, I've got my answers. You're gonna have a lot of questions because what I'm saying Everybody is hearing differently. Okay. So go back, think about it, write down, ask the questions, connect with me. Let this become the start of your journey, not the end. Yeah? How does that sound? Any questions before we proceed? Any queries, any questions? Eating well, moving well, sleeping well. Do you need help in understanding these three aspects? So everybody knows how to eat well? Yeah. Oh, great. I'm a great teacher. <laughs> um, sometimes we talk about listening to our body, but how do you know if the body is lying or not? Because I feel sometimes with sleep, for example, yes. you could feel like you want to sleep 10 or 12 hours, but my experience is that I get more tired. If I sleep more, I get more tired. Even though if my when the alarm rings in the morning, I really don't want to wake up. So how do I know if, like, What's the right thing yeah, for what's you? Right? Very, very good question. <laughs> what is the meaning of meditation? Let's start with someone. Sorry? Let go of your mind. Okay, great. What else is meditation? Just share what you understand about it so I can understand where you're at. Okay, great. Like for me, meditation means sitting and breathing and chanting. What is it for you? Okay. Still the mind. Clear the mind? Still the mind, sure. You've said yours. Okay, great. Still the mind? Okay. Still the mind? Awareness. Okay. Your state. Uh, focus on something else, like not stress. Okay. Relax. What is meditation for you? Relaxing? Okay. Stop focusing on things around you? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Relaxing. Relaxing. Okay. Still the mind? Okay. So, essentially, meditation means being aware of who you are or understanding yourself. Now, you can do that in any way you want. Whether it is sitting still, whether it is doing Tai Chi, whether it is having a beer, I know it's going to shock you. How can having a beer make you aware? Whether it is going for a walk, whatever, whether it's dancing, okay, 
you know how many forms of meditation there are in the world? 108 documented forms. From still meditation to active meditation. So the point being here, we can use whatever we need as long as the intention is to find ourselves. So once again, let's stop putting stress or pressure on what we're doing. Rather, let's own what we're doing and create the sense or the essence of what you want from that. For example, all of you have come here for a breakfast discussion, right? You will leave with the essence of something. Like something will strike you and say, okay, this is what I've learned from here. This is what I'm going to implement. Ideally speaking, if you're having a discussion over breakfast, is it ideal? Not really, because when you eat your food, you should be calm, you should not talk, you should not have distractions. But we're not looking at all these small things that don't matter. We have a bigger goal over here. And the goal is to find who we are, where we are going, and how we can implement small things to create big things. How does that sound? So to answer your question, it's about practice. It's about being aware. It's about understanding your body. So when you know it doesn't work for you, sleeping long, don't do it. Even it's about <laughs> And that's the connection between the body and the mind. The mind might say, yes, I want to do it. The body might say, I'm tired. And you find the balance. And then you modify your yoga practice to suit that. You modify your food, your lifestyle to suit that. And that only you can tell because like he said, everyone is an individual. So what might work for you might not work for her. What might work for her won't work for me. But let's not find excuses in this, which is, oh, it works for me, I'm going for a beer. <laughs> so there are certain fundamentals, like eat well, move well, sleep well. Within the fundamentals, of course, you can have your own personalized plan. But there is a certain base. For example, we sleep in the night, most of us, and we wake up in the morning. So what time do you usually sleep in the night? Okay, and you wake up by? Six, seven, eight. And that's consistent? No, not in the weekends. Okay. But what happens on the weekends? <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> 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 like if you go to bed at nine or right. four. Oh, okay. Okay. So when you sleep at nine and you sleep at eleven, what is the difference? I don't know. Okay. Like when the alarm goes off, no difference. No difference. <laughs> right. So that's the relationship you must understand with yourself. What works for you and what doesn't. What foods you've eaten the previous night, what emotions you've gone through the whole day. Now which brings us back to sleeping well. What is sleeping well? How many of you all look at your screen before sleeping? I'll put my hand up. Right? So when you're on your screens in the night, your pineal gland, which is the gland that activates with the sunrise, which happens here about 5 in the morning and finishes at 10 p.m., right? It's different every day. Okay. Every Throughout day the year. is different. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. in the winter, it doesn't, it's not at 5 in the morning. No. no. I can promise you this morning, 3 o'clock, the sun was out. <laughs> yeah. So... When the pineal gland is activated, you're not going to get sleep. And even if you get sleep, you're just into half sleep. So you're not healing the body. Now, what is sleep? Is sleep about sleeping eight hours or is sleep about recovery? Recovery. So it's about how you recover. It's not about the length of time you sleep. So many people say, I sleep at 1 a.m., but I sleep eight hours. It doesn't work that way. Your organs work in clockwork. You know? So 9 to 11, one organ will heal, 11 to 1, another organ will heal, 1 to 3, 3 to 5, 5 to 7. And if you need this chart, let me know, I can send it to you. So every organ has 2 hours and it starts to heal. So 8 hours is not enough, it's the time that you sleep, what time? So usually they say you should sleep by 9.30 and wake up by 4.35. That's when the best organs heal. 9.45? Nine? Sleep about 9 or 10 yeah. and wake up about 4 or 5. Okay. Ideally. But there will be days when you're extremely tired, you might need extra sleep. So that's where understanding yourself is important. Coming back to the conversation, we are all individuals. 
we all have different triggers, different needs and different wants. To understand that, you should eat well, sleep well, move well. So moving well, we discussed is three hours. Sleeping well is maybe one hour before you sleep. Maybe by 39, try not to be on your screen. And try and go within the inside screen. So you can lie down, do some relaxation, do some meditation, and let the body start to heal. So when you move into sleep, the sleep is nice and deep. How does that sound? Difficult. Difficult, yeah, difficult. Yeah. Excellent. How about we start once a week on the weekends? How's that as a test? Once a week? Possible? And if I said once a week, give yourself the permission to sleep all day, how does that sit with you? Stressful? Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, is this stress even a logical stress? We've been so conditioned that if you sleep, you're lazy, you're unproductive. What happens to you when you get sick, when you have a fever? Do you sleep or do you not sleep? Sleep as hell. <laughs> Why is there no guilt then? Why is there no guilt to sleep when you're sick? Because society has story, it's okay. So how about, and I speak to corporates very often, how about have, instead of a sick leave, have a pre-sick leave? You'll get more efficiency with your staff, with your team. You'll have less sick days, less negative days. And a better workforce who's happier. What does everyone think about prevention rather than post-pension? You're going to incorporate this into your yeah, of course. company, right? <laughs> You're my guru, you know. <laughs> prevention. So before somebody's burnt out yeah. or much before somebody starts yeah. to feel sick, yeah. you, get in, you implement the right Absolutely. actions. But it, logically, on the board, when you're writing mathematics, isn't it the same thing? One day off when you're sick or one day off before you get sick? Isn't it the same thing? It's just one day. Right? So can you start to give yourself the permission to take leave before you get sick? How's that? Or let's put it this way. Because you're so tired and the mind is so powerful that it makes you sick because you need to rest. How does that sound? That's true. That's true. You can't escape it, so you might as well be it, right? So, which brings us back to the question, how do we understand our triggers, our patterns, which is meditation, get to know yourself. Introspect five minutes minimum a day on yourself, just sit and understand. Maybe let's have a weekly chart. On, sorry, on Monday, you understand your head. On Tuesday, you understand your chest. On Wednesday, you understand your arms. On Thursday, you understand your abdominal. Friday, you can maybe understand the whole of the back. Saturday, half your legs, and Sunday, half your legs. How's that? Yeah. Good plan? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe once a month, all body awareness. Oh, yeah. How's that as a plan? Yeah. So let's look at climbing each step every day. Today being the start. Implement the small things that matter, and don't worry about the things that don't matter. For example, how much stress do we put on protein going into our body? Everything is high protein now, right? Yeah. right? High protein, low fat, low carb. Now, what happens if you eat all this food and you can't digest it? Is it of any use to you? No. It's like putting extra fuel in a car. What happens? The fuel comes out. Right? But the body, because it has a survival instinct, will not throw it out, it will store it. Now what happens to protein? Who's had a protein powder here? Ever in their lives? And have you by mistake left the protein powder in the protein shaker for two, three days? Ugh, how does it smell? That's what happens to your gut when you have too much protein. So yes, protein helps you burn more fat, but by how much? By two or three percent. What's that in the scheme of things? So how come when you go on a high protein diet, low carb, low fat, do you look better? 
What's the reason? Even though protein is toxic for you. Anybody? Something to do with visualization and belief. Excellent, absolutely. The placebo. Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's heard of him? If you can just go and listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza, write this down, it's very, very, very important. It's called Maybe you can post it. I will. And I will. then I will. if they follow you. Let them also write yeah. it down. Joe Dispenza. You are the placebo. He's got many talks. He's a scientist, a neuroscientist, who basically will be able to answer all your questions more logically with scientific data. Is he also talking about the NGGs in the cells? No, that is not Dr. Joe Dispenza. But he might touch upon that, but that's not his focus. He focuses more on why yoga, meditation, conversations are important from a scientific point of view. So he provides data for everything. Because nowadays in the westernized world, we want data for everything, don't we? Makes it much easier, makes it more real. So, you're the placebo, 50% is visualization, 50% is action. When you go to the gym, 50% is visualization, 50% is action. Athletes, who's heard about athletes visualizing the state of being? Right. Same thing, they had uh, a placebo uh, test where they had three groups. Uh, one group exercising, one group doing no exercise, and one group only visualizing every day for seven days. They found the group that visualized and the group that exercised had the same results. <coughs> what do we visualize every time we wake up? Oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I wish I looked younger. That's our visualization. What's going to happen? Which is the most popular beauty magazine here now? Wow, I want to look like her. You know how many photoshops she's had? Many. I'm in the industry, I train celebrities, so I know what they look like in real life, and I know what they look like on the screen. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And what they look like on the magazine is a result of seven days of starvation, when they have their photo shoot. The moment the photo shoot is over, my God, let me go to McDonald's. <laughs> so, start to visualize who you truly are, and you can only do that by sitting with yourself, meditating, and understanding. I'm not saying do it for three hours every day. I'm saying do it five hours every five, sorry, five minutes every day. <laughs> five minutes every day. But your intention needs to be that powerful. It needs to be that powerful like you're gonna die and it matters why do we wake up when we are completely sick or we have a breakup in the most ugliest way or we are sacked from our jobs something happens that we have to wake up and say oh my god I'm gonna make a change why do we do that why not do it before it happens and share with me has everyone at some point in their lives got the answer saying that listen do something about it before it's too late has everyone had that answer come to you or that discussion come into your head? The sixth sense, like, listen, I need to do this because if I don't do it now, it's going to cost me. Right? And have you listened? That's it. That's meditation. Understanding yourself and understanding when you have to act. How many mothers over here? So, when it comes to your children, what do you do? There you go. So why not look at yourself as a child? Because the healthier you are, the happier your kid is going to be. You know your child can sense your unhappiness from wherever in the world. The child doesn't have to be next to you. I know this because I know my mom. The moment I'm in trouble, she calls me. I don't know how she does it. Right? And when she's not feeling well, I can feel it. So my whole purpose in getting her fit is so I feel better. It's selfish, but that's my purpose. So how about we start having this internal conversation with ourselves every day for five minutes? 
and take the message which is why wait till you get sick why not start before and the question is why don't we start before is it because we don't think we're important enough is it because society has said this is how you should live which is also fine or is it because you just don't care it could be any of this i don't know i don't have an answer only you have the answer When we are hungry for change, change happens, nothing else matters. For example, when you're saving to go abroad, what happens? How focused are you? When you're saving money to travel, what happens? You get focused. You don't spend money on sandwiches, on juices. You're saving, saving, saving. You're focused, right? You let go of things that don't matter, right? Who came for my yoga class yesterday? was there for yoga okay so in the yoga class my favorite meditation is compartmentalizing or debunking the thoughts that don't matter and keeping the thoughts that matter it's like going for a menu or for food you take what you want sometimes you take extra it's okay then you go to the gym and try burn it off it doesn't work that way debunk the thoughts you don't want which means write down who you are what you want for the next 10 years of your life and start to own those thoughts if you say i want to do yoga do it but own it don't make it an excuse just to feel better if you say i'm going to eat sandwich every day own it but don't be in conflict uh it's not good for me it's horrible for me oh what's going to happen it is going to be horrible for you right So starting today, how soon do you think you're going to implement these ideas? Anybody? Who's going to implement this today? Right? Try. Who's going to implement it tomorrow? Start today. Start today. Start, start today. today. But are you hungry enough to start today? Yes. Why? change is always now tomorrow's tomorrow but why do you want to change not want to change to do things different mm-hmm. because the way i did it before didn't suit me that well perfect the most successful athletes do two things very well can you tell me what they do well the most successful athletes very good focus which means debunking things that don't matter so they won't go to mcdonald's they won't go for sandwiches here and there they won't go and party on the weekends what else training part of that solution i mean they can see the the features so visualization okay What does KISS stand for? K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep things no, very simple. simple. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? No, I didn't know what to think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so be clear about what you want and own those thoughts and work towards it. The moment you start having too much information, oh, this is good for me, this is not good for me, you're creating chaos for yourself. And do you know you get influenced by everything you see, everything you hear, everything you taste every day? Which means if you're on Instagram, if you're on social media, which we do need nowadays, but you have a choice of filtering what you read, what you hear and what you see. Am I right or wrong? If you pick up the L magazine, go for it, but take the essence of it. Don't go into abusing yourself. deep down and saying i'm not good enough i need to look like this so when will i look like this that's my motivation to go to the gym what happens when your motivation is short lived when you have a motivation just for the physical body what happens then for example when i used to go to the gym first it used to be only for looks when i was younger when i was a teenager then something happened and i changed my focus to going there to enhance my performance in my sport in my karate in my yoga blah 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 
then I went back again into a zone where I only wanted to train for the body. That was in my days when I was hanging with the celebrities and you know you get influenced by the people you're around. So my only focus was to look good on camera, etc, etc. And then I found it really doesn't serve me. So then I went back to being who I truly was, which is training for the love of training. And then guess what? Everything else fell into place. I started looking good. I started feeling good as opposed to only looking good, which is quite isolated. Wouldn't you agree? So how about having a purpose on why you are doing what you are doing, which is bigger than just looking good or feeling good. How about having a purpose which transcends just you, just your family and actually hits the community? How about that? When your goal is bigger than you, then you wake up every morning saying, wow, I want to do this because in order for me to do this, I have to be at my best. And for me to be at my best, I need to eat well, I need to move well, and I need to sleep well. It's not a want, it is a need. What is the difference between a need and a want? A need is a necessity. That's the base that you can create for yourself. Move well, eat well, sleep well. Once you get these three things in place, you can add step by step wherever you want to go. How does that sound? Does it sound very difficult or does it sound easy? So the conversation was great. Mm -hmm. It feels good. You've heard me out. Now what's the action plan? Yeah. Okay. Intend, act, manifest. Right? So first thing is you start to make your intentions very clearly. Like where do you see yourself and you can write this down. Where do you see yourself at the age of 60? <laughs> Start to visualize the life you want. So where do you see yourself at the age of 60, 70, 80, whatever, when you retire, when you're with your grandkids, however your life might be. And work backwards. I see myself here at 60. And how do I get there? Believe you me, if you have this in front of you every day, you will start getting your answers. And you'll be surprised as to how easy it is. And once you get your answers, there'll be lots of distractions that the mind will create, the subconscious mind. And this is where you can hear Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, one, I think it's a one hour 55 minute chat. And how important the subconscious and the conscious mind work together. Where do you see yourself at 60? How do you get there? And what are the steps you need to implement? Start to focus on things that matter. Rather than worrying about how much protein, how much fat, how much carbohydrate, how much raw food you have <coughs> in your system, focus on how to eat the food with intention. Chewing the food properly, eating just a handful. No. This is how big your stomach is. That's the hardest part. That, that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. It's like if you had a bottle of water and you put some powder in it and if the water, if you had two bottles, okay? So let's take these two bottles. If I put powder in this and if I fill this up fully and put powder in this, which one do you think will mix quicker? If I had water all the way up till here, does anyone have a full bottle with them? Yeah. Perfect. So if I put, <laughs> I'll give it back to you, I promise. If I put powder in this, and if I put powder in this, and I mix both, which one will mix faster or quicker? This one, so this is your stomach. If you fill it full, what's going to happen? It's not going to mix because your stomach does this, right? And if it doesn't mix, what's going to happen? It's going to stay and stay and stay and then what happens to smelly food what happens to protein powder that stays for too long it smells right so chew your food allow it to digest and wait till it digests some days you might have to skip a meal if you haven't digested the food if you eat after 9 p.m 
more than likely your dinner is not going to digest by the morning. Okay. So then you'll have to wait or skip breakfast, which is what now people are calling intermittent fasting. Right? Does intermittent fasting work? Anyone's trying intermittent fasting? Oh, so we have a good educated group over here. Thank God. Because every second person is following intermittent fasting. Yes, it works if you have a heavy meal in the night and you need the food to digest. But overall, does it work? No, it doesn't. Because your breakfast is the most important time. The one and a half hours in the morning is the most sacred time for you. So what you put in in the morning helps you to build. So what I suggest is eat clean foods and alkaline foods in the morning. What's that? So clean foods would be fruits, mm -hmm. vegetables, mm -hmm. okay, sprouts, sprouts. Uh, anybody know sprouting? Uh, moon beans, how to sprout? So sprouts are raw, but they are alive. And that's the reason we eat. We eat for energy, right? And what is energy? It's life force. Like we all electricity beings, you know that your brain creates electricity, right? So when you have a pulse, which is just one day old, and you can go online and search for pulsing secrets on how to pulse food, you're basically eating live food. And I want you to do this experiment. Eat the pulse, chew it, and observe what happens to you, as opposed to eating a sandwich, which has no life. Who's gonna try this experiment over the next week? Take a sprout or take some sprouts and chew it and feel the life in the sprout. And it doesn't matter which kind of. I mean, they're different. Moon beans are the easiest. Moon beans. Well, you can start with gram, you can do kidney beans. No, an hour after that. So first you'll have like, what I do every morning is I soak raisins, black raisins with the seed every night, about four or five, and I drink that water and I chew the raisins. That's very alkalizing and cooling. And after that, I'll have my green spirulina tablets. When I'm traveling, I'm carrying tablets. When I'm at home, I have a frozen wheatgrass shop. So that's my whole one hour routine. And then after that, I will have my sprouts. And then based on how I'm feeling, I'll either have a tea or a coffee. So what kind of seeds were you talking about? Uh, seeds. Seed, you said seeds? Black raisins with seeds. You, what do you call raisins? Raisins. Oh, okay. It's a different I've not been able to find it here. It's black raisins. Yeah. It's actually called manuka raisins. You want to write that down? Manuka. Yeah. No. Not manuka honey, manuka no. raisins. <coughs> You can also soak four or five almonds overnight and drink the water and then peel the skin and eat the almonds. You know what almonds are good for? Memory. And you know it actually works because I have a client who has a bit of an issue with his memory. So I asked his wife to start giving him almonds every morning. And in a week, this guy was more attentive in his classes. And then a month after, he stopped having his almonds. And guess what? He's back to being the same distracted guy. What do you call it? Almond? Almond? Mandel. Mandel. So if you add small things like this in your plan, it won't happen tomorrow. You won't feel the change tomorrow. You'll start feeling the change in one month, in two months, slowly. Like I keep saying, your body has taken so many years to come here. Give it at least half that time to heal itself or to repair itself. It's not like taking a, a paracetamol. It won't happen overnight. Uh, lunch, I eat two eggs because I'm usually traveling. So that's the easiest and the freshest I can get. But Bombay being a very hot place, eggs don't always suit me. So sometimes I skip lunch if I'm feeling very heaty. Uh, my last meal happens at 5.30 or 6 p.m which I think everybody eats over here, right? You'll eat your meal quite early. So in places like Bombay and Spain, 
they eat their food by 10, 30, 11 in the night. So that's why India today is number one in diabetes, number one in heart conditions, and number one in cancer. Cancer. Because they eat too late, they eat too much, and they're trying to work very hard. So don't work hard, basically. Balance. <laughs> Balance. Balance. And don't get too stuck on this 9 to 5 thing. Balance. Some days you have to work hard, some days you have to work less. Find that balance. Now listen, for me, like uh, Bigita was asking me, do you see yourself living in uh, Delsbo? I said, I can live anywhere as long as I have four hours of work to do. I've understood myself. I need to interact with my clients for four hours a day. And that's how I live my life. There was a time two years back when I used to work from seven, no, six in the morning to about six in the night, 6 p.m. Now I work from seven in the morning to two afternoon only. And then for two hours, I sit in the sun by the pool. And believe you me, I'm spending less on my health now than I ever did because I'm not sick anymore. I don't have to go to the doctor. I'm not overeating because I'm at peace. When you're stressed, you tend to overeat. Right. Our brains are working too much. Our bodies are working too less. So if you start working a little bit more on your body, you see you will work less because mentally you'll be so focused, you'll be able to finish things faster. Smart corporations give their staff or their team members at least one hour of paid leave every day to exercise. <coughs> so ask your organization to help you with that. Prove to them that one hour of exercise or yoga or meditation will help you be more efficient at what you do. Does your company pay stress leave here? Company. Do they pay for stress leave if you're stressed sick, or sick leave? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> they do? The first two weeks, right? Yeah. The first two weeks on And then it's the social security. So how about starting this conversation within your group, within your team, on having a pre-sick leave? Maybe your children might see the answer to this, but start the conversation. Yeah? One very important question, how much time do we have? Oh, we still have 20. Great. Any questions before we move on? I was thinking about the thing you were talking about, energy and food. Most of us eating too much, so we get more tired. Because you're eating dead food. Yeah. So you have to eat less to, get, to keep the energy in. See, there's always this... Um, I I, last two years, I've been consulting an Ayurvedic doctor who's part of my team. Um, he will come to Sweden maybe in two years' time. And he has a very, very simple logic. He's like, every person is different, every culture is different. What might work for me if I'm a vegetarian will not work for you. If you've grown up eating meat, fish, chicken, you need to continue to do that. But yes, understand how big your stomach is and eat accordingly. So does everyone understand your stomach is this big? No. no. It's expanded? <laughs> so, yeah, eat alive food if you can. I mean, mixing your sprouts with your normal diet will not be a bad idea. You can also cook your sprouts if you're finding it heavy to digest. After it sprouts, you cook it. Or you can blanch it. Just boil it in water. Or make a lentil soup with it. And if you need more information on what food groups to eat, go online and do some research. And then find a good Ayurvedic doctor. You can, uh, you can ask me for his number. He does online consultations. And they can guide you on what food suit you or not. For example, when I went to him, there were a few things he asked me to cut out. Uh, <coughs> brinjols? What do you call brinjols? Mm. Aubergine. Aubergine? Mm -hmm. Ladyfinger? That we don't get here. You don't get here. Okay. Uh, it's a green vegetable, oh. which when you okra. cut... Okra. 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 Oh. Anyone knows okra? Yeah. Okay. We don't get it here, right? Some places you get it. The British call it lady's finger or lady fingers. 
So he asked me to stay away from chickpeas, which I used to love because being in Australia, you only eat chickpeas. You know chickpeas? So chickpeas is like the wheat of pulses. It's very heavy to digest. It's the cheapest form. So he asked me to stay away from these foods and believe you me, it made such a big difference to me just to eliminate stuff that don't suit you. And I've always, always had a problem with these, but I didn't listen to myself because I was told that vegetables are good for you, so eat every vegetable that comes to you. I stopped listening to myself. And that's when he did my consultation. He said, everything is fine, start listening to yourself. To start with, he said, I'm going to give you a boost to get rid of these four vegetables and see how things flow. Then I realized raw food doesn't suit me. I'm having this juice, I'm going to suffer for it later. <laughs> and then I realized that what works for me best is sprouts in the morning, uh, some days eggs in the afternoon, and vegetarian lentils and rice in the evenings. And then people ask me, how do you go to the gym and train? Do you take supplements? Yes, I do take supplements sometimes, but not every day. I don't have coffee every day. So I give my body the time to rest, and then I indulge in what I need to indulge. Do I drink? Yes, sometimes, of course I do. Do I feel good the next day? No, I don't. So then what's my motivation not to drink? <laughs> my motivation not to drink is for the way I feel every day. When I go to the gym or when I go for my yoga class and I don't feel balanced, I don't like that. But I do not not drink because I don't have to drink or because it's bad for me. I just, if I want to drink, I drink. But there's a consequence to this, I face it the next day. Next time when I go out to drink, will I drink the same? If I want to feel the same shit way, yes, I will. <laughs> Sounds so easy. Yeah. Uh, Simplify life. Do you eat <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, eat, I eat everything. Yeah. I indulge. I'm as good as you. Okay? The only difference is I make a conscious decision. I don't want to feel shit the next day. Now, there's a very interesting thing over here. How will you feel good if you've never felt that before? It's very, it's very challenging. It's like for athletes, especially swimmers, they drag them through the pool, right? So they can feel what it feels like to go fast. For sprinters, they try an elastic band and then they make them run and they let go so the sprinter goes faster. So you can visualize the speed. So how would you, if you've never experienced what feeling good is, how would you ever get there? Or have you felt good ever in your life? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Really? I think so. <laughs> it's like when we fell in love for the first time. We all thought it was love, but was it love? I don't know. I'm still looking for that answer. <laughs> it was a feeling that was uncontrollable, obviously. So why not create that feeling that you had again? Why not create the feeling you had of feeling good again? Visualize it and it'll make things happen. Right? Start living the life you want, even if it means for five minutes every day. Now let's look at sickness, and I'm going to use you as an example. Yeah, you can. Okay. Go for it. Is she sick? Yes. Yes. She believes it? Yeah. So is she going to get better? No. She will, but slowly. Okay. But if you look at this as not sickness, and you look at it as a condition, where the body is asking for healing and for health, then what? Doesn't it change everything? Doesn't it change the way you're thinking right now about sickness? Right? It's like when I went to Australia, uh, my girlfriend said, you're an idiot. Now, in India, idiot is a bad word. In Australia, it's a funny word. So what happened to me when she called me an idiot? My emotions came up. How dare you? What have I done? All these emotional factors started coming in. So it's our perception to what we believe in. Now, there's a very simple meditation that we do called Yoga Nidra. Have you heard of Yoga Nidra? The guided meditation. So in that meditation, the instructor will guide you to feel happy, feel sad, create these emotions at will. So when you can create these emotions at will, you can choose which emotion you want to hang on to or which state of being you want to hang on to. So how's that? How powerful is that in giving you control of how you want to feel? And do you believe you can do it? 
do you believe you can change the state of your emotion of your being just by thinking about it? Mm. So when are you going to start? <coughs> Today. today, everything is today. Everything is today. Everything is today. today. They're having a get well day. Get well day. Helsing last <laughs> So just like we have our thoughts, we compartmentalize them, and then you debunk what you don't want, and you keep what you want. Now, will this happen tomorrow? No, it won't. It might take you a year. Will it be easy? No, it won't be easy. But will it be worth it? Absolutely. Because you'll feel so free and so relaxed. It's like after doing exercise or yoga, how do you feel? You feel great, right? You feel wow. So why not create that wow as your warm-up every day? You anyway lying to yourself every day that you're not happy, right? And that you're sad and life is so hard. So why not just lie saying that you're good, you're fine? You're lying saying you're sick when you're not. So why not create that intention of saying I'm healed? But don't misuse it. Don't say I'm well, let's go have a beer. Like they do in Australia, 5 p.m. everyone's at the pub drinking a beer and all the problems are over. Yeah. Yeah. But what about allowing all emotions <coughs> and like just, yeah, allowing all emotions to be there and not to cling on to just happiness or whatever? Absolutely. It's being able to be in and out of the state. But what happens, we get so addicted to the state of not being happy, we stay there. Mm-hmm. You're right. And please start doing that. Please start not attaching to any emotion. But if you observe, we tend to choose the emotions of our environment. I also think that um, we, we, like say emotions, like, like happiness is good. Angry, not good. Sad, not good. But still, emotions. None of them is good or bad, they are emotions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly the point. I'm so glad this conversation came up. Be in control. Own yourself. My favorite term is own your shit. <laughs> exactly. Choose the emotion you want to be in. Don't let the emotion choose you. That is the essence of any meditation. It's to know yourself. Know your triggers. Like for me, that idiot was a trigger, so I worked on it. Now someone calls me an idiot, I laugh about it. And I laugh even deeper saying, what an idiot I was. <laughs> right? So let's keep things very simple. Sometimes, and I've found that a lot of people who go for yoga and meditation get so lost in this whole concept of no thoughts that they become the worst nightmares ever. Because can your mind have no thoughts? Is it possible? I have a question. Is that possible? No. Can your heart stop to beat? It can only slow down. Same way, your thoughts can only slow down. And then you can choose the thought you want. It's like playing a video game. I want this thought, I want this thought, I want this thought. And no thought is good or bad. It's what you want. What works for you, what works for your environment, and what works for the community. It's like I can't go to a ashram, <coughs> which is vegetarian, and say I want to eat non-veg because I think it's good for me. No, sometimes I have to respect the environment. I can't come to Sweden and say I want only vegetarian food. No, I have to respect the environment. So you have to be strong enough within yourself to accept or handle the environment around you. 